everyone, and uh, here we are at episode 7 of Bachelor in Paradise. So, let's get right back into the conversation between Charity and Eliza so we can wrap that up. So, Charity says to Eliza, so this is what happened from my perspective. Everything was going well with Aaron on her season, which obviously, for those who watch Bachelorette, know this. And she says, all was going great until I came home and I received messages from um, an ex-girlfriend of his claiming that they were together up until right before the show where he decided to break up with her in order to come onto the show. This is what she's finding out. She said, not only was she trying to contact me, but she was also contacting my family and my friends. The fuck? Listen, even if you have something that you need to say to somebody, if it's all true and genuine, don't fucking message people's families. Don't fucking message people's friends. That is a violation. Which makes me believe that this woman is full of shit. But anyways, she says this, but she also says, I want Aaron to find happiness. He deserves that. I think that it is very possible that this could all be fake and that people will say what they want to say for whatever reason. So that led me to believe the comment that was made on Kat's part of steer clear did not come from charity. It came from her. And this is something I didn't mention in the previous episode. So I'm going to mention it here. Misery loves company. So I think because Kat was miserable, someone else needs to be miserable with her. So she chose Eliza and Aaron. I don't know why. That's what she ended up doing. So, from that conversation, you kind of see a little bit of a shift. And then, Aaron, after this conversation it ends, um, Charity goes to the bar. Aaron pulls her aside and says, can we talk? And, uh, deja vu. <laughs> they go and they talk. And he decides, like, listen... I apologize for what happened. He's like, I did not know that she was contacting your friends and family until now. That is so fucking wrong. And he's like, I I apologize, but I don't want you to know, like, I did not date her right up until the time of filming. Um, And I believe him. I really do. Despite the whole double-sided coin, yeah, thought I forgot about that, huh? Despite that, I felt he was genuine in his feelings for Charity and the fact that he really wanted to marry her. But one thing that I thought was really weird was he's like, he was trying, he made, actually, actually I think this it was a comment he made while he was talking to Eliza, but he makes this comment 
about how he was trying to protect Charity up and like from Fiji. And I'm like, for Fiji? Fiji was the last stop on the train, sir. What are you talking about? And it made me think like, what do you, what do you, what did you, what did, it made me actually, this is what happened. I actually can understand now that I think about it. I wonder if he was receiving messages from the ex-girlfriend once he was eliminated. And that is what he meant by it. I wonder if the, I wonder if the messages weren't just going to charity. I do wonder if they were also going to him. So anyway, they talk it out, they figure it out, and it looks like all is well on the charity front. And uh, then he talks to Eliza, and they seem to have kind of come to a common ground on things with their relationship. However, Eliza does say, I, uh, we're not fully out of, out of the, you know, the woods here. There could be, this could come back up again. And she says that she is very cautious and very wary of, of everything. So we may or may not have a reoccurrence of, of that. So charity is now gone and that's kind of it. So let's, uh, let's jump into kind of the day portion before we hop into the rose ceremony. So just so we can kind of set the scene. Now let's go back with John Henry and, and Olivia and Kat. We kind of see still this pursuing of, of him between the two women. And, um, Kat's ruthless, Olivia's ruthless. You know, one point, I think closer to rose ceremony, they're both like just biting for the attention from him and, Kat ends up going to do this hot tub thing later and it seems to maybe leave an impression. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. But, um, yeah, it is, you kind of see a lot of that happening between the two of them. And I will come back to that in a second. I just want to set this scene here before we hop into it. And then we kind of see, you know, this thing kind of forming between Rachel and Tanner and that becomes some sort of thing so let's remember that Tanner had his date previously with Davia so we're having that kind of triangle situation so we have a triangle with between John Henry at the tippy top now we have another triangle with Tanner at the tippy top between his two so we have those two going on. Any other love triangles before I have to do anything else here? I don't think so. Um, so if I, if anything comes back up again in my head, we'll, I'll bring it up. Then we have Sam, uh, Sam, shit, sorry, Jess and Blake. And they talk things out and they come to an agreement that they're going to make this work between the two of them. And that's that, which I think is probably the best decision. Um, 
for both of them. So we'll leave it there. So that's kind of that. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else before I move on. Uh, I don't think so. Before we move on to other things that happened. Okay, so yeah, we're heading in. No, before we head into that, because we have this drama kind of going on between both Olivia and Kat or John Henry, uh, Olivia has her moment with him on one of the beds and they talk and he says, you know, you're my number one and all that. And then he has his moment with Kat in the hot tub where they kiss and whatever. And how that part happened is that Wells ends up opening the truth box where it says, meet me to John Henry, meet me at the hot tub at midnight. We don't know who it is. Clearly it's Kat because he hasn't had any time with her. So yeah, he has its moment with her and all goes well. Man, let me remind everybody that Brayden literally calls her a, uh, I can't remember what he calls her actually. Homie jumping something. Anyways, I can't remember. But yeah, that's what he ends up happening. And one of the women, I think it was Sam, says, did you know, do you know that the whole thing? And they explained to Olivia what happened. And Olivia's like, what the fuck? And she says, listen, it's not as much that she's pursuing him. It's the fact that he's like practically falling for it. And he's a really nice guy. And I don't want him to get hurt by her because she's using him. And then these two women end up having a throwdown, <laughs> in so many words. And Olivia basically says, like, listen, I'm not saying that you can't pursue him. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying, like, you could have had a conversation with me and you chose not to. And, like, when you know I'm pursuing him, and you you didn't do that. And... Kat basically says, like, well, we're not really close. Like, I'm closer with the other girls, and I didn't think I owed you a conversation. That's besides the fucking point. It's not about whether or not you have a closeness with her. It's about the fact that you know she is pursuing pursuing him, and you are stepping on someone else's toes. That's what she's trying to get at. Y'all don't need to be friends. It's about the fact that you stepped on some toes, and that's basically all it comes down to. And you fucking know she is pursuing her. Cause let me, or pursuing him. Cause let me go to this for a second. Quick little waylay is the fact that one moment Olivia kisses him. And uh, this is so stupid. She, uh, cat says like, what the fuck? Like, why would you do that to your friend? I'll tell her friends. Explain that to me. First of all, what the fuck did you expect, you crazy woman? I don't like using crazy very often, but she fucking deserves it. You crazy woman. 
What did you expect? She's been talking to him, pursuing him for all of this time. Yeah. Freaking inserted yourself into a situation and I want to say friends wouldn't do that. Like you guys were friends. And of course she's going to do it. She's been talking to him this entire time. Are you okay? Like really and truly watching that scene. I literally yelled at my TV. Is she okay? Does she need something? Because I'm not okay while watching her not be okay. Because this is ridiculous. Anywho's back to the conversation between these two women. She, Olivia, basically says, can you just please like move with some sort of respect and dignity? And before Cat can even get a word in edgewise. Olivia puts her hand in her face, says, move with dignity or whatever the hell she said, and walks away. And I laughed out loud at this. Now, people, please don't put your hand in other people's faces. Not okay. On the other hand, I hate Cat and I don't care. I thought it was hilarious. I'm just saying. And she kind of runs with that kind of like She put her hand in my face. I was going to like say something. And um, I couldn't because she like put her hand in my face. And then she walked away like, what the fuck? Yeah, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> anyway. You can assume that the conversation didn't go good. And that is basically that. So. I don't think there's anything else to discuss prior to um, heading into the rose ceremony, but there will be something that we will discuss as we head into the rose ceremony. So, Jesse comes, starting off his whole spiel, and then he says, where's Becca? And I was like, oh, I don't know, I haven't seen her. Um, I don't know where she is. And Jesse's like, okay, but wait a minute, I need, we need to find her. So he goes into the woman's quarters, finds Rebecca there, and he says, we have a real ceremony to, are you coming? And she's like, you know, I've been really thinking about my relationship to Brayden, and I, I don't know if I can do this. I'm a little sure. And may I remind you, Brayden whispers that he was going to be giving his rose to tobacco. So anyway, she's like, I don't know, like, what to do? And Jesse says, okay, well, either you come down to do the rose ceremony or you need to leave paradise. And uh, basically, Becca decides she wants to take um, Leave Paradise for 100, Jesse. And uh, that's that. She leaves and leaves Brayden and Lurch. And she, uh, she just dips and she kind of, kind of says all this stuff about like not being sure or whatever the fuck. And I'm thinking, you've watched the show before, correct? You know what this show entails. You kind of need to date and trust to some extent that the person you're pursuing wants you to. It's just, I, I, I didn't really like the fact that this woman comes to the show, doesn't make it in the exact season, then tries to, I mean, at least, Sam, like, Sam didn't make it either. But the only reason she didn't make it is because she had that 
deliver a poop baby. Which reminds me, prior to the drama with Becca, we found out that she had her baby. She had her poop baby. Sam had her poop baby. And you know what? You want to know what she called it? She probably called it like Jesse or Wells or I don't know, but she, Bachelor themed. But she has pooped. Great news. So yeah, it's kind of how Becca leaves and now we head into the rose ceremony. So all of the men that you typically would expect is going to pick who they're going to pick, picks who they pick. Let's get into our wild card situation. Starting, I'm gonna be going in any order here, so I don't like wait to the to the end here for certain things. So the first person who comes up to decide who they're gonna pick is Tanner, which he ultimately picks Ra- uh, Rachel to take to take the rose. Perfect. Not so much for Dahlia, but anyways, and basically that's that. And then we have John Henry. And John Henry decides that he's going to give his rose to fucking Cat. Let me repeat. This idiot decides it's a good fucking idea to give the spawn of Satan a rose. Sounds of a fucking right. This fucking... See... This is why men can't make decisions for themselves. Because this is the decisions they make. What the absolute fuck? I don't understand how this fucking guy is actually buying her shit. But he is. So that is basically how that rose ceremony goes for those two couples. But wait, we have one more, and that is Brayden. So. I do need to preface here that the only other connection that maybe he could have salvaged was with Rachel. But because Tanner chose Rachel, that is now off the table. So now he's left with three women. And those three women is uh, Genevieve, Devi, uh, da, sorry, I say Davina, Jesus, Davia, and Olivia. And in this moment, because you also kind of have Kat in the parking being like, she needs to go home. She needs to go home. Okay. Cause I got the rose and she's gone. She doesn't need to be here anymore. Like, the fuck? And then my mom, I'm like, okay, yeah, so he's giving me the rose. And I said, you know what, Brandon, please give her this fucking rose. And guess what he does? He gives Olivia the rose. Now, what are his motives? Here's what his motives are. Number one, he says that he thinks Olivia deserves a chance to find love. I do think that is one of the reasons. That is not the sole reason. You want to know what the sole reason is? The sole reason is he wants to make Cat's uh, uh, experience with Ron Henry as, as, as uncomfortable as it potentially be. And says, fuck you, fuck you, and here you go, here's Olivia to stare at you while you prance around with the devil's spawn and uh, decide that, you know, this is where you want to go. I thought it was fucking brilliant. And I said, oh, way to go, Brayden, way to go. Fuck, fuck these people. <laughs> but... Yeah, that's basically how that goes, and that means since uh, he picked Olivia, that Davia and 
Genevieve are next to go, which is also on top of Becca leaving, which means there are three. So that's it for that. The next day, you know, my life is obviously not happy. And she's talking. She ain't about it. And she's like, fuck this shit. But then here comes John Henry who decides, can we talk, Olivia, please? And they talk. And he basically says, like, you know, I think our brain level aren't the same. And some shit about, you know, I can't remember. Like, he, he just kind of goes off on basically wanting to make himself feel better instead of explaining to her and making her feel better about the decision. That's what he ends up doing. And he's just like, yeah, like I feel like I made the right decision and everything, but I feel like I left in a bad spot. And I said to myself, the only fucking reason you feel that way is because she's in front of you and you don't like it. That's all it comes down to. Anyway, so... That's basically how that conversation ends. And then we're like, okay, well, you know what? It's Women's Week, which means Ben, which means welcome to the stage. Michael. Michael was on charity season. If you remember him, he played bad boy Ken or whatever the fuck. And, uh, it's basically him. Um, I didn't think he was a player, but I digress. <laughs> So, yeah, he comes in, he talks to quite a bit of women, actually, but he talks to Olivia, and they connect on the fact that they're both from Rochester, so there's that. Um, who else does he end up talking to? Trying to remember everybody, but he talks to a bunch of different people, and... Y'all thinking at this point, he better fucking choose Olivia. Because if he doesn't, it's going to be World War Three, and the beach is going to get burned down to the fucking ground. And he hops back and he says, you know, I really enjoyed all the conversations that I had. But at the end of the day, I do need to pick the one person that I want to take on this date. And that is where... This episode ends. So I've, I didn't really forget anything to discuss. These are two hour episodes, so, you know, there might be some things that I forget here and there, but I think I got the gist of, of everything. And yeah, it's, this is the season. <laughs> and that's how I'm really enjoying it. But that is it for uh, this episode of BIP. Again, if you want to contact us, you can by going to Facebook at Reality T Times 2 and Instagram and threads at Reality T Times 2 Podcast, X and Reddit at Reality T Times 2 Pod. And don't forget that we do have a poll currently going on Twitter about who do you think is going to be the golden bachelorette. Um, uh, so yeah, there's that. That's open until the early mornings of, uh, early hours of Thursday. So you can post your vote there. You can also do it on Reddit as well. 
And you can also do it on YouTube at Reality Tea Times 2 Podcast. You, until I think it's Reality Tea Times 2. There you will see all of our content, including the poll. And if you want to email us, you can do so by going to realitytimes2 at hotmail.com. And you can go to our website at solo.to forward slash realitytimes2. I think that's it. So, but uh, yeah, good so far on episode seven, and we will very shortly head into episode eight. But until then, that is it for now, guys. Thanks. Bye.